You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Hey, welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast. We're reading the Bible as a conversation so that we can find our next best yes in our relationship with God. We're reading the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is a fascinating book. It's not like Psalms, which is full of passion, whether it's positive emotions or negative emotions. It's not wisdom like Proverbs, where you can take a little phrases at face value and apply them to various areas of your life. Ecclesiastes sounds like a grumpy, disillusioned, nihilistic old man who can't be pleased with anything. And, well, there might be some of that, but remember, this is likely Solomon we're talking about, and he had the money and the opportunity to actually be pleased with everything, but apparently he didn't find meaning in any of that. And it's his reflection here on what few thinks he has found to be worthwhile. It's kind of like the ancient version of Jim Carrey, who was arguably the king of the Hollywood comedy world, who later in life concluded, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they dreamed of. To which we're like, yeah, totally great. That's what we want. But he goes on, so they can see that that's not the answer. If you're looking for the answer, you'll have to muddle through many non-answers, and that can be disillusioning. But they're just that, illusions. We're looking for the real, meaningful things in life. So let's continue Ecclesiastes chapters 5 through 8. Guard your steps when you go to God's house. For to draw near to listen is better than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they don't know that they do evil. Don't be rash with your mouth, and don't let your heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. For as a dream comes with a multitude of cares, so a fool's speech with a multitude of words. When you vow a vow to God, don't defer to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay that which you vow. It's better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Don't allow your mouth to lead you into sin. Don't protest before the messenger that this was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For in the multitude of dreams, there are vanities, as well as in many words. But you must fear God. If you see the oppression of the poor and the violent taking away of justice and righteousness in a district, don't marvel at the matter. For one official is eyed by a higher one, and there are officials over them. Moreover, the profit of the earth is for all. The king profits from the field. He who loves silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This also is vanity. When goods increase, those who eat them are increased, and what advantage is there to its owner except to feast on them with his eyes? The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not allow him to sleep. 
There's a grievous evil which I have seen under the sun, wealth kept by its owner to his arm. Those riches perish by misfortune, and if he has fathered a son, there's nothing in his hand. As he came out of his mother's womb, naked shall he go again as he came, and shall take nothing for his labor which he may carry away in his hand. This also is a grievous evil, that in all points as he came, so shall he go. And what profit does he have who also labors for the wind? All his days he eats in darkness, he's frustrated, and has sickness and wrath. That which I have seen to be good and proper is for one to eat and drink and to enjoy good in all his labor, in which he labors under the sun, all the days of his life which God has given him, for this is his portion. Every man also to whom God has given riches and wealth, he's given him power to eat it and to take his portion and to rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. For he shall not often reflect on the days of his life, because God occupies him with the joy of his heart. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it's heavy on men. A man to whom God gives riches, wealth, and honor, so that he lacks nothing for his soul of all that he desires, yet God gives him no power to eat of it, but an alien eats it. This is vanity, and it's an evil disease. If a man fathers a hundred children, and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not filled with good, and moreover he has no burial, I say that a stillborn child is better than he. For it comes in vanity, and departs in darkness, and its name is covered with darkness. Moreover, it has not seen the sun, nor known it. This has rest rather than the other. Yes, though he live a thousand years twice fold, and yet fails to enjoy good, don't all go to one place? All the labor of a man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite's not filled. For what advantage has the wise more than the fool? What is the poor man that knows how to walk before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This also is vanity and a chasing after wind. Whatever has been, its name was given long ago, and it's known what man is. Neither can he contend with him who is mightier than he. For there are many words that create vanity. What does that profit man? For who knows what is good for man in life, all the days of his vain life which he spends like a shadow? For who can tell a man what will be after him under the sun? A good name is better than fine perfume, and the day of death better than the day of one's birth. It's better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men, and the living should take this to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter. For by the sadness of the face, the heart is made good. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It's better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. For as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. Surely extortion makes the wise man foolish, and a bribe destroys the understanding. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning." The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Don't be hasty in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Don't say, why were the former days better than these? For you don't ask wisely about this. Wisdom is as good as an inheritance. Yes, it's more excellent for those who see the sun. For wisdom is a defense, even as money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. 
Consider the work of God, for who can make that straight which he has made crooked? In the day of prosperity, be joyful, and in the day of adversity, consider. Yes, God has made the one side by side with the other, to the end that man should not find out anything after him. All this I've seen in my days of vanity. There is a righteous man who perishes in his righteousness, and there is a wicked man who lives long in his evil doing. Don't be overly righteous. Neither make yourself overly wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Don't be too wicked. Neither be foolish. Why should you die before your time? It's good that you should take hold of this. Yes, also, don't withdraw your hand from that. For he who fears God will come out of them all. Wisdom is a strength to the wise man more than ten rulers who are in a city. Surely there's not a righteous man on earth who does good and doesn't sin. Also, don't take heed to all words that are spoken, lest you hear your own servant curse you. For often your own heart knows that you yourself have likewise cursed others. All this I have proved in wisdom. I said, I will be wise, but it was far from me. That which is, is far off and exceedingly deep. Who can find it out? I turned around, and my heart sought to know and to search out and to seek wisdom and the scheme of things, and to know that wickedness is stupidity and that foolishness is madness. I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and traps, whose hands are chains. Whoever pleases God shall escape from her, but the sinner will be ensnared by her. Behold, I found this, says the preacher, to one another, to find out the scheme which my soul still seeks, but I have not found. I found one man among a thousand, but I have not found a woman among all those. Behold, I have only found this, that God made man upright, but they search for many schemes. Who is like the wise man, and who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the hardness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's command because of the oath to God. Don't be hasty to go out of his presence. Don't persist in an evil thing, for he does whatever pleases him, for the king's word is supreme. Who can say to him, what are you doing? Whoever keeps the commandment shall not come to harm, and his wise heart will know the time and procedure. For there's a time and procedure for every purpose, although the misery of man is heavy on him. For he doesn't know that which will be, for who can tell him how it will be? There's no man who has power over the spirit to contain the spirit, neither does he have power over the day of death. There's no discharge in war, neither shall wickedness deliver those who practice it. All this I've seen, and applied my mind to every work that's done under the sun. There's a time in which one man has power over another to his hurt. So I saw the wicked buried. Indeed, they also came from holiness. They went and were forgotten in the city where they did this. This also is vanity, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner commits crimes a hundred times and lives long, yet surely I know it will be better with those who fear God, who are reverent before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he lengthen days like a shadow, because he does not fear God. There's a vanity which is done on the earth, that there are righteous men to whom it happens according to the work of the wicked. Again, there are wicked men to whom it happens according to the work of the righteous. I said that this is also vanity. Then I commended mirth, because 
a man has no better thing under the sun than to eat, to drink, and to be joyful. For that will accompany him in his labor all the days of his life, which God has given him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on the earth, even though I see no sleep day or night, then I saw all the work of God, that man can't find out the work that is done under the sun, because however much a man labors to seek it out, yet he won't find it. Yes, even though a wise man thinks he can comprehend it, he won't be able to find it. When people meet other people, they say, Nice to meet you. So, what do you do? As if the work we do is on par with our identity? We easily look for meaning in our work. Purpose, as if our value is tied to doing something enough. And if for whatever reason you stop doing your work, whether it's through the loss of a job or a retirement or even a short vacation, you feel like you lost a part of yourself. Your life lost its meaning. Who would you be if you never did your work again? That's taking a step closer to finding your meaning. And that's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. And I'll add here, if you feel like you need to take a step closer to finding meaning in your work, if you're tired of doing work the way you felt like you needed to do it, and you feel like God has put something on your heart to do, to help build his kingdom, to have purpose and meaning in the work that you do. My wife and I run a community to coach people through exactly that same thing. You can learn about this at thegrovecreative.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can check it out. If this is something that you want to take a big step toward doing, to do work that is meaningful in the Lord's eyes because he has given you to do it and you're just maybe scared to do it or you don't know what steps to take. Let's chat. Let's talk about that. Reach out to us through that website, thegrovecreative.com, and I'd love to hear what God put on your heart. Thanks for considering, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Outloud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Outloud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.